want to begin a series of sermons this morning entitled, Handling God's Dark Room. Handling God's Dark Room. Since the fall of Adam in the Garden of Eden, mankind has been tempted to think more highly of himself than he ought to think. Shakespeare has this notion in the monologue in Hamlet when he writes, what a piece of work is man, how noble in reason, how infinite in faculty. In form and moving, how express and admirable. In action, how like an angel. In apprehension, how like a god. The beauty of the world, the paragon of animals. And yet to me, what is this quintessence of dust? The Victorian era British poet William Ernest Hensley's last line in his famous poem Invictus writes, it matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll, I am the master of my fate, I am the captain of my soul. This morning I want to strike all of the aforementioned as the rubbish that it is. It's impersonal idealism. It's secular humanism. It's evolutionary naturalism, wanton hedonism, and uniform atheism. Here is what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 and 6 about who we really are. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thought of his heart was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth and it grieved him and his heart. Although the flood is the single greatest judgment ever to hit the planet Earth, COVID-19 notwithstanding, it was also God's greatest type of foreshadowing of salvation because it leads directly to Calvary and Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of our sins. But with great dispatch, brothers and sisters, I want to impress upon our hearts this morning that before God can deliver us, he must first develop us. Before God can deliver us, he must first develop us. Film that is exposed to light is ruined. Thus, it must be developed in a dark room. 
The reason God may have some or all of us in a dark room is best described by Dr. Rick Warren, the retired pastor of Saddleback Church in California of Purpose Driven Life fame. Dr. Rick Warren says, trouble comes in our lives for one of three reasons. God wants to protect us from it, or God wants to prepare us for it, or he wants to develop us in it. Dark rooms are because God wants to protect us from trouble, prepare us for trouble, or develop us in trouble. Let us look this morning with fresh eyes at this old story to learn the lessons of the sinfulness of man and the grace of God and how God through a dark room saved the whole earth because one man believed and it was accounted unto him as righteousness. As a sidebar this morning, brothers and sisters, uh, I read the passage from the King James Version because other translations, I think, get it wrong when they say God said to Noah, go into the ark. I believe an accurate translation is in the King James when God says to Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark. The word come is used some 1,972 times in the Bible. Genesis chapter 7 verse 1 being the first. It is both a command and an invitation. Even though this invitation was given thousands of years ago, God is still inviting people to enter the ark of safety. But before Noah and his family could be saved, they had to come in. He built the ark, but building the ark couldn't save him. He had to come in. We built Lenny Grove Church, but building a church won't save you. You got to come in. And not only do you have to come into the church, but you got to come into Christ because you can be in church and never be in Christ. But if any man be in Christ, I wish I had a Bible reader. He's a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Walk with me around the text. In this dark room is sanctuary. Sanctuary. The ark must have been an unusual and impressive sight as it sat in an ancient field in Mesopotamia. It was a wooden ship 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Built by Noah and his three sons who worked on it 120 years. 
while building the ark, he preached his message that a torrential rain and a terrible flood was coming upon the earth. Surely people thought Noah and his family was crazy. After all, it had never rained on the earth. They'd never heard thunder. They'd never seen a clap of lightning. They'd never even heard of a storm because God watered the earth with a mist. But brothers and sisters, the ark was to be a sanctuary against the storm of wrath that was brewing against the sin and evil on the earth because the ark looked strange and unusual in a place that you would not expect to see an ark. This church looks strange in this community. With all of the urban blight around us, with all of the drugs being sold in our neighborhood, with all of the broken down cars and yards and broken windows in houses and people with no jobs and people with no schedules, poor people in this community, this community looks run down and people are leaving and running away because of the urban trouble in the neighborhood and this church looks unusual. And people thought, I perhaps believe, that we were crazy for putting all of this money in a church in a run-down community. But the place that the church belongs is in a run-down community. Because when life turns on them on the outside, that's sanctuary on the inside. And we need a church in the community for people to run to to find sanctuary in times of crisis. People pass by this church and think that it's a city of Houston building. And some who are curious will turn in and ask, what kind of building is this? Is this the city of Houston build this building? And I hasten to say, I rush to tell them, black people built this building. Christian people built this building not to show out to the community, not to be anything but a sanctuary where people can run in times of crisis because if we let the church be the church, God will send men and women, boys and girls who are lost and on their way to hell to come to this place that looks unusual in this spot, but where else would you put a church but in a poor community? You, 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 ever, you ever thought about this? People don't ever say it's too many clubs in the community. They don't ever say it's too many gambling houses in the community. It's a church on every corner. It's a joint on every corner. 
Talk back to me if you can. It's a crack house on every corner. Why can't there be a church on every corner? We don't have enough churches for all the sin that's going on in Houston. There is no sinner shortage, so we need a sanctuary to capture those who are on their way to hell. But Genesis at chapter 6 and verse number 8 says, But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. One man among all the men on the earth was still walking in the ways of God. Noah was not a sinless man, but his faith was in God and God counted him righteous on the basis of his faith. You can never say you believe in God unless you obey God. Because what belief is, is motivation to obedience. Now listen to me, beloved. You are free to adopt any religion you choose. You can follow any plan you wish. Believe any doctrine you want and follow any teacher you like. But if you want to be saved from the wrath to come, you must receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Yes, it sounds like a narrow plan because it is a narrow plan. Acts chapter 16 and verse 31 says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and your household. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18 says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 12 says, He that has the Son of God has life. But he that hath not the Son hath not life, and the wrath of God abideth upon him. The ark was a sanctuary. But not only do we see sanctuary in this ark, in this dark room that Noah is in, we also see, secondly, sovereignty. Now, brothers and sisters, hear me as I hurry. The ark was not Noah's idea. He built it, but it wasn't his idea. It was God's idea. The one word that made the difference in Noah's life, the one word that makes a difference in my life and in your life is the word grace. Because he was a sinner, Noah still deserved nothing from God but judgment and damnation. But God reached into Noah's darkness and extended grace to Noah. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Pure, perfect, precious 
powerful grace. If you are saved today, you are saved because God extended his grace and you graciously accepted his extension. We did not come to him on our own because the very faith we needed to believe had to come from him. Can I run that by you one more time? The very faith we needed to believe, we had to go get it from him. Let me see if I can make that make sense. Um, when my daughter was a poor college student and a little less poor adult, uh, a poor college student, but a little less poor adult, uh, when, when she wanted to buy me a Father's Day gift or a birthday gift, she called and said, Daddy, I'm going to come by and get some money so I can go buy your gift. She was a broke college student. She meant well. She wanted to please me. So she said, I'm going to come by and get some money to go buy you a gift. She wanted to make me happy. She wanted to please me. She wanted to make me smile. But the only way she could please me, she had to come to me to get from me what she needed to go buy me a gift. She didn't have any money. So she said, Daddy, I want to buy you a Father's Day present, but I got to come by to get some money from you so I can buy you a gift. She wanted to please me, but she did not have the financial wherewithal to please me. A broke college student, bankrupt, had nothing, but she said, I want to give you a Father's Day gift. I want to I wanna please you. I want to make you smile. So she would come get from me what she needed to go buy something for me. Can I help somebody here? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you must first believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. You got to go get from him what you need to please him. I wish I had somebody to help me preach it. You ain't here because you're so holy. You're not here because you got a large print Bible and a cross around your ankle or around your neck. The very faith you needed to come to church, God had to give it to you. Because left by yourself, you would be in hell this morning. We would be hell bound this morning if the faith we needed to come to Christ didn't come from Christ. Uh, we are saved because God looked beyond our dead, darkened, deceived, doomed condition and he reached out to us by his grace. I want to confess this morning. You are looking at the chief of sinners. 
I'm a crook. I'm a wretch undone. And left to myself, if I'm in a room by myself, I'm in bad company. I am a sinner. But hallelujah, I'm saved by his grace. By the grace of God. I wish I had somebody else here. I need two or three other crooks in here this morning who know that if you're in a room by yourself, you're in bad company. I need somebody here who knows that if the Lord had not rescued you, if the Lord had not taken you off the streets, took you up and turned you around, if the Lord had not changed your heart and changed your life and changed your mind, you're looking good this morning, but we should have seen you 15 years ago. Somebody here who has been delivered, saved by grace, stop acting like you made it by yourself. It was nobody. Uh, I don't want to holler right here. I'm, I'm not ready to holler yet. I got, I got more sermon than I got time. So let me cut across the field and tell us that in that ark is not only sanctuary. In that ark is not only sovereignty. But in that ark is security. Now the reason I read it to us from the King James Version is because God did not say Go into the ark and I'll be watching you. He said, come into the ark and I'll be with you. He, he did not say, go in, I'm watching you. He said, come in I'm waiting on you. Brothers and sisters, God was in the ark when Noah built it. Because the safety was not in no ark. The safety was God in the ark. The Bible says this, this ark that Noah built had one door, one window, and three stories. 450 feet long, 75 feet high, 45 feet wide. One door, one window, three stories. One door, meaning there's only one way in. One window, you got to look up. Three stories, 
Because salvation is the plan of God executed by the Son of God kept perfect by the Spirit of God. I was so low down that it took the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost to save me. I need another crook here this morning to help me testify that no school teacher or principal could save me. No money or college could save me. I needed the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Father thought about my salvation. The Son executes my salvation. And the Spirit keeps me saved. Here it is. I'm through. I'm getting ready to holler, brethren. God, shut him in. He controlled the door. And he determined who went in and who stayed in. Ephesians 4 and 30 says, we are sealed until the day of redemption. The Bible says, Noah built the ark and the ark rested with Noah and his family inside two animals of every kind seven days before it started flooding. People laughing. People walking by shaking their head. Poor Noah. What a fool. How crazy he is to get in this wooden box. What a fool he is to be in this place. But then the Niagara's of heaven opened up. And not only did rain fall, but oceans overflowed. Rivers and streams came out of their banks because waters came down and waters rose up because it was a supernatural event. It is recorded that the flood rose 22,000 feet higher than Mount Everest. But like my nephew said, check this out. The higher the water rose, the higher the ark rose. When you are in Christ, the higher the flood waters in your life, the higher you rise to new heights. Somebody ought to help me preach here. Because you and others around you can't understand how you keep rising with all the stuff going on in your life, with all the flood in your life, with all the rain in your life. You are in Christ. And since you're in Christ, when the waters go up, you go up. 
I'm trying to quit here. But you went up when you got divorced. You went up when you lost your job. You went up when you got out of the hospital. You went up when your enemies thought they had you trapped. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. They shall soon be cut off like grass. I'm through. The higher the water went, the higher the ark rose. Because Romans chapter 5 and verse 20 said, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. I'm really through now. I can't say it but six times. Because you're going to think I'm lying if I say it the seventh time. The ark was made of gopher wood. Gopher wood is cypress, almost indestructible wood. But they had to cut trees down to build the ark. Wood is a type of humanity in the scriptures. And in order for the ark to be built, wood had to be cut down. In order for you and I to be saved, they had to cut some wood down and make a cross on a hill called Calvary. After the ark was built, it was covered with pitch. That word pitch is translated in scripture as atonement. The word pitch in the Bible literally means covering. The ark was built, but in order for it to float, it had to be pitched. It had to be atonement. You and I are saved by the blood of Jesus because his blood is pitch. It covers us. I wish I had one or two more witnesses. While we slept last night, there was a blood mark over our door. And you got up this morning because you are pitch. Not because you teach Sunday school, not because you are a tither, not because you speak in tongues in your prayer time, but because his blood covers you. You're going to help me close this, won't you? Brothers and sisters, the ark was big enough to hold all who desired to enter in. Jesus is big enough to hold everybody who wants to come in to his safety. The ark was not shaped like a boat. It was made like a floating coffin. 
Meaning, if Noah and his family was going to get in, they had to die to everything that was outside. If you're going to get in Christ this morning, you're going to have to die to everything that is outside. You're going to help me finish this, won't you? The ark came to rest on the 17th day of the seventh month of the Hebrew calendar. You might think that that's insignificant, but the seventh month is when the Passover takes place. Jesus died as they were offering the Passover on the 14th day of the seventh month. He was raised three days later, the 17th day of the month. He died on the 14th day of the seventh month, stayed in the grave three long days. But on the third day, he came out of the grave. 17 plus three is 17. Meaning that just like the ark rested, everybody who comes to Christ can find rest in him. Come to Jesus while you have a chance. Find the Lord while he may yet be found. You're going to help me close this, won't you? I'm through right here now. But Noah built that ship and he and his whole family got on board that ark. Now I understand that many of you here at Lily Grove love going on cruises, carnival cruise, Disney cruises. You like getting on these ships. God bless you. I, I appreciate that for you. I hope you have a good time. They'll never get me on one of those ships. They'd have to dope me up real good with cocaine to get me on one of those ships. My family says, you'll never know you're on a ship. I said, can, can I drive home? They said, no, fool, you can't drive home. I said, well, I don't know that I'm on a ship. I'm not getting on no carnival cruise. I understand there are casinos on the cruise. There are nice restaurants on the cruise. There are suites and beautiful staterooms on the cruise. You can have dinner with the captain on the cruise. Carnival cruises. Right here in Galveston, you can get on a cruise whenever you feel like it. A carnival cruise is one. A Disney cruise is another. A princess cruise is one. You can go for seven days or 14 days, however long you want to spend on the ship. There are casinos on the ship, state rooms on the ship, suites on the ship. You can dine with the captain on the ship. Carnival cruises, Disney cruises, princess cruises. Have a good time. I ain't going. I don't care how much they cost. I don't care what you do to get me on there. You can have anybody you want singing on the cruise. I ain't going on no ship. They say, Reverend, you don't know you're on the water. I say, can I drive home? They say, no, fool, you can't drive home. I said, then I don't know I'm on a ship. 
their staterooms on the ship, their suites on the ship, their casinos and restaurants. You can dine with the captain for seven days or 14 days on a carnival cruise, on a princess cruise, on a Disney cruise. Seven days for one or 14 days for another. But the thing about a carnival cruise, the thing about a Disney cruise, the thing about a princess cruise is when the cruise is over, you gotta get over that ship. I don't care if you had dinner with the captain. I don't care what you did at the casino. I don't care what restaurants you ate at. When the cruise is over, you have to disembark. I'm not getting on no cruise. They say, you won't know you're on the water. I say, can I drive home? They say, no, nah, boy, you can't drive home. I said, then I'll know I'm on the water. I'm not getting on a carnival cruise. I'm not getting on a princess cruise. I'm not getting on a Disney cruise. But there is another ship that I got on one Wednesday down in Eunice, Louisiana. Tis the old ship of Zion. She has landed many a thousand. She will land many more. And once you get on this ship, you can sit down with the captain, King Jesus. Jesus is our captain. You better get on board. I know it's not a Disney cruise. I know it's not a princess cruise. I know it's not a carnival cruise, but it's the old ship of Zion. Ain't no danger in the water. King Jesus is the captain. Is there anybody here? Got on board. Why don't you grab somebody? Tell them I'm on board. I'm on board. King Jesus is my captain. He died. Didn't he die? But early Sunday morning, he got up. Didn't he get up with all power? Won't he fix it for you? Tell him thank you. 
thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus. I'm no 